Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Nikki, hi, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Hi, Blake. I am so excited to be here with you today. I know we're like, we're, we're kind of at a different level right now because we're both really excited. Like you're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. This topic that you have written a new book about is 100% just like where my life is right now. Your new book, Your New Now, Finding Strength and Wisdom When You Feel Stuck where you are. And I know people that are listening are like, oh, mm -hmm, okay, please Mm -hmm. tell me more. Because it's like, no matter what the season is, there can be this element of stuck to it. So tell us just before we jump in, because you and I are both excited. I'm like, I got to let you introduce yourself first. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and your new book. Yes. So I am a wife and a mom to six kids. They age range from 22 all the way down to eight. Three of them are adopted and it has been a, it has been a big season with all of that. We also live just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina on a farm, which is always an adventure. And we have Highland cattle. Do you know what those are? The ones Uh with the long, long hair, really like, they look like hipsters with their bangs. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's a really full life out here. And then I also am a writer and speaker with Proverbs 31 Ministries. And I've written a couple books and a couple Bible studies. And I also have a podcast too. So maybe, maybe you're going to have to come to the farm yeah. on Lessons from the Farm. That would be so fun. Sign me up for that. Sign <laughs> yeah. me up for that. And so tell me about your new now. Yes. So Blake, A couple of years ago, probably about two years ago now, I was looking at my life and I just felt so lost. I found myself waking up day after day saying to my husband, I don't know where I belong right now. Everything is changing. It's so different. Our three biological daughters were getting older and our sons were coming home. And it's just been a very weird season of life to be in. Also, professionally, uh, some of the things I was finished doing and those seasons were over. And so I just felt lost. And sometimes when we're feeling lost, we can start to think God has forgotten me. God doesn't care about where I'm going next. He's just like, figure it out yourself. I really found that it was the complete opposite. God is so in the midst of all of our transition seasons in life. And so I titled the book, You're New Now, because as Christians, especially, we are so big on let's look at our past and see God's faithfulness. But then we're also big on let's have a vision for our life and where we're going. And and I love those things, Blake. And I know you too, like you're such a goal-driven girl. And those are not bad things. I don't want you to hear me say that. But I think sometimes when we're in a transition season, this right here, right now, we need to be reminded it's okay to be where you're at right now. 
Yeah. It's okay to not know where you're going. It's okay to not understand this and it's okay to work through this. And so with God, that's possible to do that with him. It's okay to not know where you're going. Sounds like heresy to some people, <laughs> right? Like there, those of us that are very like goal, future, what's next oriented, that sounds wrong to me. Like it sounds like it feels like a failure on my part if I don't know what's next. Not anywhere in the Bible. That's not anything that's been taught. It's like this innate brain tick. It's like, I don't know if it's a lie from Satan or if it's something we create ourselves, but I have that conversation with friends all the time that, and if that transition is like you were saying, motherhood, or if it's business or if it's just life, it's like, I feel like I should know what's next so that I can prepare for it and be the best I can be at it. Yes. And I would say this, that's the world's message to a woman. Very true. World's message is you need to have a five-year vision plan for your life. You need to know exactly what you need to do, all the steps to take. You need to connect to the right people. And to a certain extent, like I, I can get in that lane for a little bit, but if we're going to decide that we're going to be followers of Jesus Christ, <laughs> our next is so unpredictable. Like we cannot even, it's an Ephesians 3.20 kind of thing that God yeah. is immeasurably more than we could ever even comprehend. And so when we're going to surrender our journeys and our processes to God, we're going to have some seasons where we're like, I don't know what's yeah. next but I'm here for it. And I'm here to let God lead me through this season of my life. There's also an element of like, there's extremes, right? In this conversation where there's the people that are like, God is going to do this. And you're like, I mean, that's cool that you know that, but like, how do you know that? How do I find that? Like, how do, am I supposed to know? And then there's the people that are just like completely sitting on their butts, not doing like anything that are almost, they're like debilitated by the change and the transition and the seasons not being the same. And as with everything with Jesus, I'm like, he's somewhere in the middle, right? He's in the middle of, like, it's a biblical concept to prepare and work hard and be diligent and also to do those things from a place of trusting him and knowing his plan is better. And when those two things kind of collide, then you can kind of start to enjoy the transitions rather than like fear them or go through them super white knuckled. Yes. That's, I mean, you just summed up the whole book. There you go. (laughs) Blake's my new PR person. (laughs) I got you, boo. I got you. (laughs) So exactly, right? There are places where we're going to have to figure some stuff out. And we do talk about that in the book, the different season that you're in. There's some places where you're going to have to lay some stuff down. There's some places where you're going to have to dig your heels in, especially in faith and you know, this is not the place to just kind of Netflix binge for, you know, the next few months until you figure out what's next. Because Blake, what happens is if we don't let God grow us and develop us where we're at right here and right now, when we get to the next season, all of the stuff that he wanted to teach us in that season, we're going to have to still learn in the next season. (laughs) You're like adding homework that you could have already been done with. Yes. Yes. And I think what you said is exactly right. It's really it's learning how to transition well. Doesn't mean you're going to do it perfectly. It doesn't mean that you're going to be excited about it, but you can do this and you can do it well. You can get to the other side of this season and not be defeated, not live in this place of just, it's over. It's such a bummer. There's never going to be anything better. That is not who God says that our life is here on this earth. 
John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's the story that Satan wants for your life. But that is not the story that God has written for you. Amen. And that like transitions aren't always bad. It's not always like sometimes you're simultaneously mourning something that you really loved, but no, you need to, like you said, like lay down so that you have the capacity to pick something else up. It's just so multifaceted and like it can it's I think it's supposed to be messy because God is the one that's in the midst of the mess like making it make sense yes but you've also (laughs) done a really good job of kind of boiling this down into these four transitional I guess would you call them seasons Mm -hmm. yeah exactly okay I want you to so it's development separation cultivation and finished and that's the framework of the book and as always, when I have people on the show, I'm like, I want to give the whole book away because I want people to get the book. But also, just, like, I want to know. <laughs> like, so let's give me like a, a bite of each. Yeah. So the biggest thing to know before we get into this is that this is all based on the life of Moses. Okay. And so we study Moses from the very beginning until the very end of his life in the book. Okay. And so I'm going to walk you through these seasons, but what you need to know and you need to hear is that they're not going to go in the same order that Moses's life went in. Okay. And so you could find yourself in finished season and then jump into cultivation season. You could go from separation to development. God's writing a different story for your life. And you've got to be willing to embrace where you're at right here and right now. Yeah. So with Moses, we see that he started off this life, right? As a baby who was abandoned, whether it was by choice or not, he was still abandoned by his family. And then we see that he was adopted by royalty. And so he grows up in this life where he was developed in such a way to hate his very own people. He was developed in a palace, you know, talk about an entitled life. Like, there you go. He was developed to see people differently than perhaps the Hebrews saw each other. And so we saw things inside of him. And like the greatest lesson in this place of development is basically like there's things in your childhood. There's things in who you are as an adult right now. There's things that you've been associated with that have developed some things inside of you. And like, I think you're really good about doing this on social media. Like you challenge the beliefs that, you know, have been developed or like forced or, you know, whatever. And so. Moses makes a decision where he decides, now it wasn't a good decision, right? (laughs) He decides that he's not going to follow what Pharaoh said. And he watches one of the Egyptians kill one of the Hebrew people, his people, and he gets really mad and he kills him. Mm -hmm. And so this was really a deciding point for Moses to say, that's not who I am. Now we're not going to get into the whole, like, don't kill people. Like, obvious. <laughs> that, like I, that's a given. We're good. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but then we see him step into this place where, you know, he was this shepherd in a field for 40 years. And so we see him step into this place the next season, which is the season of separation. And this is a place where God literally separated him from his family, from the life that he had always known. And here's the thing about transition. Sometimes God will allow you to enter into a place of being separated from people. But I want to say this, Blake, 
sometimes it's not because the other person did something wrong or you did something wrong. Like it's a season where God is trying to do something different inside of you. And so he has to remove you. Yeah. And I will say to that point, because I just, I, um, I'm like, shoot, did I follow Moses's trajectory here? But there was a season last year that was the loneliest, most isolated season. I can look back and see now that at the time I thought that season was because people had hurt me. And now I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't have walked away from those people if those people hadn't hurt me and God needed me on my own. He needed me stripped down to teach me what he taught me. Like, and that sucked and it was so hard. And I actually posted about that last night about like the loneliness and stuff like that. And that real like healing and freedom is being able to look back and be like, yeah, but look what he did with it. You know, like people are like, okay, development. Yeah. Like I developed and then separated. I don't want to be separated. That sounds terrible. It is terrible when you're in the middle. It is. It's It's horrible. But yeah. But on the other side of it, there is a reason. And Moses is such a great example to see that. Like God had to separate him from the palace. Right. So then we see Moses step into his next season, which is a season of cultivation. And like, I bet you love cultivation because you seem like you like to try new things and go new places. Maybe I'm making that assumption. No, not it. I mean, I'm getting there. Like there's a certain level of comfort zone, but Mm -hmm. it's like now that I'm healing and going through these transitional things, now I'm like, okay, I could do some adventure. I don't feel quite so much like on an island. I could branch out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm one of these people that I wake up every single day and I'm like, what can I do different today? Like yeah. I love new, trying new things, learning new things, developing new things. I love all, I love cultivation, right? But I do want to recognize that there's people listening today that do not like this place. You like things just to be the way that they've always been and you don't want to try new things. You don't want to learn. I think about with kind of our parents' generation, how they, they just don't want to learn how to use the iPhone. They just don't <laughs> want to, right? like, yep. just call. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a place that where we saw Moses say yes to this assignment from God. And this is an exciting place because sometimes when you're in a space of cultivation, you'll see just a glimpse of where God is taking you. And it's really, there's, I talk about this in one of the messages I teach on that there's a test in the transition. And this really is a place where God is testing our character, our calling to see what we're willing to be faithful with in this place. And so Moses, I love Moses because, man, ain't nobody argue with God like Moses. <laughs> For real. I know that the holiday season can be a little hard for some of us for a long list of different reasons. But for those of us who struggle with loss or loneliness, the holiday season can just be really difficult. And artist Brittany Barbara has crafted the songs in her latest album, Comfort and Joy, with just that in mind. The soothing and reverential tone of these traditional songs creates space for listeners to engage with the complexity of their own emotions, and it invites them to experience just a gentler joy this Christmas season. You can stream any of her songs on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music. 
And you can stay connected with Brittany on Instagram at Brittany underscore Barbara or BrittanyBarbara.com. Both of those are linked in the show notes. And you can share these songs with someone in need of a little comfort and joy this season. he straight up told him no like he's I am not doing this like I just I can't imagine it ever saying that to God but I probably do just not you know through the the way that Moses maybe not like standing in front of a burning bush like I like to believe that in that moment I'd be like okay whatever you say God Moses like you're not me dude yeah yeah and so we see that God gives him this staff and the staff becomes so important to remind him of God's presence and his promise with him and In that season, God's going to give you something to hold on to, and it's going to be terrifying. There's going to be days, you know, where Moses was like, I cannot do this, Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel that way. But if you'll keep being faithful, you'll see that God's going to lead you through that season. And then we arrive at transition season number four, which is the season of finished. And like, I will tell you that just based on some of the initial conversations I've had with people about this message. This is the hardest place for people to know what to do in this. (laughs) And so Moses arrives at the end of his story where, and we are fast forwarding a lot through his story, but we see him at the very end where God gave him those very specific instructions to speak to the rock that one time to allow water to come out. And Moses disobeyed and he hit the rock instead of speaking to it. And that is the place where we saw that Moses would no longer be allowed to go into the promised land because he had disobeyed God. It's a really, I actually cried when I was studying it because I was just so invested. I was like, come on, Moses, you got this. And then you get to this place and you're like, oh man, one decision yeah, and all of that. But some people, you know, sometimes Bible teachers will say that Moses failed and things like that. But When I was studying, I was like, most finished well, because Moses had, first of all, he had Joshua in place, ready to step in. He had laid hands on him. He had anointed him. He didn't quit and walk away after that finished his part of the process. And then God was so kind at the very end. Sometimes, you know, it kind of feels like God's meanness when we study stories like this, but it's really God's mercy. And so we see him being allowed to come up to Mount Nebo and God shows him the promised land and he was able to see the promise. And that's a really important lesson for us as we finish out places in our life, because sometimes we don't get to see the end result of something we were a part of or that we built. Yeah, It doesn't mean that we weren't still a very significant part of the building of it. We're just finished. That's really good. And I, I never really thought about it in those terms of that at the end of his story, he does, he gets to see it. He gets to see where he brought them. And that's not always guaranteed. Like you said, there are a lot of things that I personally got has asked me to walk away from that I was really invested in. 
And it's it's funny because so you have a quiz Mm -hmm. on your website and people can you can take this quiz and it'll tell you with I'm sure room for error, like what season of change you're in. And so I took it, obviously, because I'm a sucker for a quiz. And mine was the season of finishing. And when we started before we started recording, I was like, it blew my mind reading about it because it's so spot on to where I am. I'm like putting some things down, hoping to pick some things up, but it's not quite time to pick them up. It feels very limbo. Is that accurate? Yes. And I'm, first of all, I'm so proud that you're recognizing that you're in this season because a lot of times when people are in the finished season, everyone around them sees it, but them. Really? <laughs> yes. I have watched this unfold many times. So it's very healthy that you can see that you're finished to know that. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Should we do a better help ad right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I think that one of the things that gets confusing about being finished is there's a difference between finishing and quitting. Okay. Mm. So quitting looks like us just getting furious, fed up and fast to walk away. Right. We're just like, I am done. Now you may feel that way in your soul that you are done. You are just ready to throw in the towel, but finishing when we look at Moses as the example looks like us saying, okay, if I step away from this, Is this organization, is this thing going to die? Does it need to die? Is it time for its end? You know, is there somebody else like Joshua that I could, you know, tag, anoint, bless with this opportunity? Sometimes when I've had a few people say, you know, they felt this way about relationships. And I want to say this, when you look at the season of being finished, I, I don't want you to get this confused with like, if you're in counseling, you know, restoring a relationship or things like that, you may take that quiz. And and land on finish because that's how you're feeling right now, okay? But God may still have a lot of work to do in that season, in that situation. So Moses really does show us like, okay, there is a process to doing this and to getting to the point where you can step away, you can close the chapter, you can hang up the phone and go, I'm done. I'm done with that. Yeah. And I finished this well. That's the important word is doing it well, not messy, not hard. doesn't mean your soul won't be messy, but <laughs> what's coming out, you're doing it well. I told you before we started praying, I was like, we're selfishly going to camp out on finishing just for a minute because it's where I'm at. This is my podcast. <laughs> but I also know it'll it's going to resonate with people because it's the closing of a door. It's the ending of a chapter sometimes. And I said this earlier, like sometimes those can all be good things all be good things. You just know they're not for you anymore. And what a big part of me being in a place where I was okay with that in this season was exactly what you said about Joshua. I don't have like Joshua, but I know that there are women that are going to pick up the things that I am putting down and it's their season to pick it up. And that's like weirdly made it easier to put it down was like almost like this is not my space to occupy anymore. So I'm going to remove myself so that I'm not cluttering that up because it would have been easier to stay. Yes. It's easier to stay in something that's comfortable, that's familiar, you know that it works, but it's like low risk, low reward, right? And I'm sure you've heard that very overused Christian phrase that like you're the answer to someone else's prayer, right? Like right. Someone praying for that opportunity, praying for that situation, that 
you continue to hold on to it, not only are you going to really feel frustrated? And I talk about in the book, some of the feelings that you start to have in that finished season, yeah. some of the unhealthy things, but also you're holding other people back. Like I've watched businesses that like the, the CEO was done. Like they needed to be gone. Right. Everyone on the team knew it and everyone was feeling it. And there was other people ready to step into that position and who could have taken that business to the next level because they held on to it, the whole business suffered. Suffered, yeah. Yeah. So when you think about the kingdom of God, like there's so many assignments to go around and there's new vision and new opportunity for other voices and other people. That's one of the things like, and Blake, I feel like you do this really well with this platform that you have. So many compliments. You're killing me. Thank you. I told you this in the beginning. Like you're one of my favorite people on the internet. (laughs) Thank you. I just, I'm like blushing so hard, but please, but please continue. (laughs) Okay. I will. But sometimes we hold things so tightly, right? Like only God would give me this podcast or only God would give me this ministry or this organization or this book. And man, when we open that up and say, I am here to see my generation thrive and the next generation thrive and the next generation thrive. That is living out the legacy that Moses left for us. And we got to see more people start to do this in our culture. Okay, but I'll be really honest. That for me doesn't, it comes from a place of like, I don't want to be responsible for all this. Like, I don't want this all on my shoulders. I'm gonna mess it up. So like, there's room for all of us is really where it it's like, I don't want to, I really, it's funny. And I've told this story on the podcast before. Like when I, I wanted to be an influencer. And then God like totally broke that down in me until I was at a point where I didn't even want to be on the internet. And then I went viral and my platform like grew super fast. Like what I wanted. God said now, he means now. Exactly. Turned into what I didn't want. And then he gave it to me, which is a whole different conversation. But I think one of the things that's threaded through this whole conversation and all of those seasons is so pivotal to not drowning in transitions is and this is so textbook Sunday school, but I have been having to ask myself like, but do you trust him? Do you Mm -hmm. trust him? You say you do. You tell other people to, but you're finishing or you're cultivating or you're separating. Do you trust him? It's hard. I kind of have a phrase in my life, Blake, that surrender is not backing down from a desire or a dream. Surrender is trusting God so much that if he doesn't do it, we don't want it. A freaking men. Yes. Like I don't, if it's not what he wants for me, I don't want it. Yeah. We think we do. We think we like, right. I have great suggestions for God. I can. (laughs) And I think he's open to those. Honestly, like this is a relationship. I think he wants, he knows what we want. I think he wants us to talk to him about those things. It's when I've been in seasons of like, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of potential to do that. I've never prayed. I've never like gone to God and said, well, I think you should do this. And him go, you are right, Nikki Coatesyard. Right now. We're doing it right. Never had that happen. Typically, if that's my attitude, like maybe it's coming, but now I got to wait. Yes. God said (laughs) that. Oh, and see, Blake, you just made a great connection because- in the story of Moses, God says, no one is going to steal my glory. Yep. Like the whole thing with Pharaoh is so theologically messy, but that's the bottom line. God says, no one is going to steal my glory. Yeah. And 
that's a really hard theological concept for us to work through when we want the glory and we want things in a way that looks good for us rather than for the kingdom of God. Are you in one of these seasons right now? I am. (laughs) I'm in multiple. Like I, I want people to hear you say, like, hear me say that you can be in multiple of these seasons right now. So we have been in the process of adopting these three little boys for the past five years. Like it has been such a, a mess. And the last six months of it has been a political battle and so hard and so messy. And so we're at the end. And so I have felt like we were in a season of separation, like literally being separated from our boys. And so I'm starting to see that season coming to an end. Like we have the flights booked, we have their visas, we have their passports, they're coming home. And so now I'm seeing the season development. So again, I didn't go to cultivation. I'm going to development because there's things that need to be developed in me in order so that I can be the mom that they need, not the mom that they want, but the mom that they need in this season. So yeah, a lot of developing is happening inside of me right here and right now. I think it's easy to think that the development, like that part's done. We did that already. We grew up, we had our core beliefs installed, but I am unrecognizable from the person that I was a year ago. Yeah. Unrecognizable. And that's development. And that's, I mean, it's really all of them, but we were constantly like moving forward and changing and you're like trusting God with the process, right? Not perfectly. That's interesting. You went from a season of separation to the season of development. Mm-hmm. That happened for you and same for me. That's interesting. That is I need to pay attention to this more because maybe that's one of the common orders that it goes when you go back, you go back to that new place of there's some new things I need to develop inside of me. That's good. Like, I like that. Really interesting. Now I'm like, huh. there's got to be like, there's, it's not a science, I'm sure, but there's, you know, like, I'm sure there's some, like, you could probably make some cute maps of like, you might do yeah. this cycle, or you might do this cycle, or you might do this, like, there's all these different, like, variations of it. So for those four seasons of transition, if you were sitting with, let's say you were sitting with four different people, and they were each in one of them. And you could tell them each one thing. What would be your one thing? Okay. So for season of development, I would say you need to look at the things in your life that need to be developed. What you just said was exactly right. We get to this place where we think we've grown. We've done everything. We've read all the books. We've gone to all the conferences. No. When God is taking you from here to there, there are things that need to be developed. And I will say that your character is always one of those things that needs to be developed. And I don't care if you're 90 years old listening to this today, like there's still things that need to be developed inside of us. So that's what I would say, like pay attention to the things that people say, you might want to work on this. You might want to change this a lot of times. And I know you have a lot of young professionals that listen to you. So a lot of young professionals don't like this place. And I talk about this in the book, something that I experienced in a professional atmosphere, but sometimes if we're not willing to develop, we're not going to get to what's next. Right. And yeah. That's really important. For the season of separation, I would say when you are in the space between no longer and not yet, you still belong somewhere. Mm. This is the place where you still, you start to like what you're saying. You feel really lonely. You feel really left out. You feel like everyone is moving in a different place, but God has people for you. God has purpose for you in that space of separation. And so 
if we just continue to resist it, there are things that need to be cultivated in you. And when you think about that word cultivate, it means like to till the soil and to plant new things. And so do what I do, wake up every single day and say, what can I do different today, God? What can you teach me? Look for it. Yes. And then do it. Sign up for the class, take the course, buy the book, whatever you got to do, do it. And then in the space of being finished, I would say your best days are not behind you. That's one of the mindsets that we start to say is it's never going to be better than it was in that place. That's just not how the kingdom of God works. We always have something to look forward to when we are walking with the Lord. And every day should be a day of expectation. I can't think of the verse right now, but there's a verse that says in the morning, oh Lord, I lay down my expectation or wait in expectation for you. We should have that that holy expectancy of God is doing something new in my life and I'm going to get excited about it. So good. And like, I love being able to just drill down to this is the season I'm in and this is what I'm focusing on. And that's not going to be the whole picture. But sometimes when you're, it's chaos and you're like in this transition, I don't want to do, know what to do. I just need one thing. And then like that one thing typically leads to the next, you know, there's like focus on what's in front of you instead of what's like behind and what's coming ahead. I could keep talking for like another hour. This was so good. Tell people where they can find and follow you online. Yeah, so I'm everywhere. (laughs) You can find me at Nikki Cozyars, your favorite form of social media. Instagram is probably my favorite place to hang out though. And you can also go to my website, NikkiCozyars.com and click on freebies. And that's where we have that free assessment for you. And we'll link it in the show description as well. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you, Blake. This was so fun. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.